don't touch anything. <laughs> it's the greatest find yet. Nothing compares to it. But it's definitely something you should hear. This is The Real Deal with Larry Lawton. Oh, welcome to The Real Deal with me, Larry Lawton. I have a great guest today. We are in the start of the new year. We are in 2024, everybody. First of all, I hope everybody had a great new year. Please, I hope it was good. Have a good new year for 24, and you're safe and happy. Listen, that's what it's all about. Life has to be lived, not just survived. So before I even get started, 2024 is here. My sponsor, Oliva Cigar, the best. When I say that, they've been with me for a year and a half. They are very, very open. They do so much stuff. At the end of this month, I am going to Nicaragua. I'll be there for a week at a festival and, and speaking at schools and going to roll cigars and doing a whole bunch of stuff in Nicaragua. So I want to thank them. Our book, Gangster Redemption, Going Crazy, Volume 2 coming out soon. Volume 2. We have another book, Gangster Redemption, and it, is, it takes you from my life from 2013 to today. So it's really interesting. And, of course, my cigar, The Crooked Diamond. So far, it is going crazy. 2024, we're going to be in New York. We're going to be everywhere with them. Uh, things are going good. I am loving it. But I'm loving more my guest for today. Listen, I got to meet the owner of a club where I live called the Twisted Rooster. It is a fun, very fun, open club. I'm going to call it open. We're going to ask him what it's called. He is the author and the best-selling author, Amazon bestseller, The Lost Indian. And it is Jamit Kapadia. Jamit, welcome to the show. Hey, Larry. How are you? Thank you for having me, Larry. And Happy New Year to you, too. You know, yes, uh, it's, thank you. It's, it's been a great ride, but it's going to be even a fantastic, fantastic roller coaster coming of ahead 20, on 2024. Well, we're going to get into a lot with you. You got a movie yes. coming out. Yes, I uh, do. You, you know, your book is a bestseller. Interesting, great. And, and I, we got questions. Are you open? I got to meet uh, Jamet through a, a friend of mine, Peter, uh, another Bronx boy, and uh, <laughs> he owns a club. It's. Uh, I'm not going to call. Is it a gay club? No. Uh, well, um, in today's day and age, like, you know, really, there is no labels. So that's how I call my club. It's no labels, all inclusive. And we support events that are entertained to each and every lifestyle of no matter who you are, what you do. And yeah, nobody you, cares. What, I go to your club. I've yep. been to the piano nights. Uh I, I'm not going to call it a gay club, but they have like uh, like the SDC is a swingers group. Yeah, now they are meet there. There's other people. My couple friends, you know, my friends, about my girl and I at the time, uh, another friend of mine. We all met there. We had fun. And I'll tell you the truth. Clubs like yours are more fun. There's no uptight people. No. It's no and I like that atmosphere. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, you know, people, it's a different vibe. Once you walk in there, you are just having fun. It's just absolutely, you're in a different zone of your life. It's like people just forget the outside world. And, and nobody really, judges you. No, no, it's judgment free. It's like, you know, we have drag shows. We have Texas Hold'em poker nights. We have karaoke nights. We have naughty bingo. It's like, you know, it's all over the board. So like our demographics is, you. It, it's, I, it's exactly what I visioned and I wanted to target, and that is from late 20s up. 
you know, people that are my age who still wants to have fun, who wants to have a nice night out. But, you know, we we are done with those dollar Jaeger shots and bar hopping days during my college days. Like, so I, I wanted more like a uh, destination spot. I don't know. We had some shots the other night when I first wanted to meet you. Just because <laughs> I say I don't bar hop doesn't mean I don't do shots, Larry. <laughs> I got to meet and, and, and Jamit before the show. I always like to meet a guest. And we, I met him at his club. We had some shots. We had a nice time. Got to know him. Uh, like I said, I, in Brevard County, now this is a very conservative county. I'm happy to see your club. Thank you. I really am. I'm happy to see a man like yourself uh, prosper. And we're going to talk about your upbringing, your, your, who you are. Uh, I'm going to jump right in with you. Okay. okay. You're, you're successful. Uh, uh, is this your first club you ever owned? Yes. Um, well, uh, as a sole proprietor. So I used to be an investor and a silent partner at one of the restaurants in downtown Melbourne. But that was very short time, like a couple of years, but I was like behind the scenes kind of well, a guy. Which restaurant? It used to be called PC Keats, which is now um, Hurricane Creek uh, in that spot, uh, downtown Melbourne. I mean, I know downtown Melbourne very well. I'm surprised that, you know, Matt's Casbah. Yes, I go to Main Street right. all the time. I go to all those places. The Italian guys who built the one across the street from Main Street. It's Kenny Corner from Mega Malley's. Across from Mega Malley's. Where the burger place was? Yes. You no, the, the burger place is still there. It's it's next to that. Oh, it's, it's the country place now. Um, yes. Right, right, yes. right, right. Yeah. It's cool. I forget the name of that country place. Yeah. Uh, you know... Obviously, downtown Melbourne has grown. I remember when it was a bad place way back, you know, in the day. And, and I'm talking now in the 80s uh, and in the early 90s. It was, a, it was a bad area. Now it's such an up-and-coming area. That's a great place to be. But your club is maybe a mile down the road. Yeah. I would say about. Well, 2.9, but who's counting? Oh, is it 2.9 miles? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know it's that, it's that far because it doesn't feel that It doesn't that seem far. that way. No. no. And it, it's a standalone building and it has a lot. I notice another thing. You have good security. Yes. And is that because of the Pulse nightclub thing? And, and it's perceived. That club, Twisted Roost, is perceived. I'm not going to say gay because I've been in there so many times. And listen, I go there and it's never like pushed right. on you or anything of that. Nah. We go there with girls and guys and fun. First of all, you're always open late. So whenever you what's open right now? Uh, well, the Twisted, Twisted Rooster. Rooster. Is open. Let's go get Twisted. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, like, you know, um, in, in order, like, you know, like it's, you know, LGBTQ plus. So it, uh, it includes uh, everything. I'm going to stop you there. Yes. Uh, are you a gay man? Yes, of course I am. Okay, well, I, I, I said I ask. You never know in today's world, <laughs> and that's okay. No, I mean, yeah. you, you, listen. You know, I don't judge anybody in the world. Period. I'm the last person to judge. I'm an ex-con. I'm New York. Here's my uh, uh, question for you: What does the Q mean? Queer. What's the difference between geek queer and gay? Well, it's it's just a um, you know a lifestyle. It's not really typical pinpointing down to the right definition of it it's just like it's that generation it's that genre of people it's just that lifestyle like you know they just say i'm very yeah. supportive of all communities yeah. uh hispanic gay i don't care yes but i don't get the cue and, and i even say to people 
I had a, a guy from England on my show, and we had not an argument, but uh, he couldn't answer it either. And I said, you know, I get it. LBGT, I'm in. LBGT community, you're welcome. You Stop all the acronyms. Q, we, plus. Come on. Do we need it? Well, you know, it, it. it's just like, like I said, it's once again the lifestyle. And the lifestyle and the generations and the generational gap. You know, just because we grew up with fax machines and dial-ups doesn't mean <laughs> Wi-Fi doesn't work anymore or people don't understand that. It's just one of those kind of thinking pattern that people have evolved into. So to me, it's if that's what makes them happy, if that what identifies them, if that what makes them comfortable, then who are we to judge? No, a hundred percent. Listen, whenever if you want to be called a chicken, I'll call you a chicken. I could kill a listen, I'm not a politically call correct. Me a rooster. A, ro- a rooster. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a guy who who uh steps on anybody's identity. If you want to be called I don't care. Nick, where do you stand on this as a young guy? You're 26 years old. I'm an old man. I don't have an old man next to me. I'm always the oldest in the room. <laughs> the cue doesn't confuse me. It I, does, I, does not. No, it doesn't. I don't. See? It's See, just, he's young. It doesn't confuse you're him. You're a baby boomer, right? Yeah, I'm a baby boomer. I yeah. think you explained it better than the last guest, though. You did. I think he did a lot about just the just lifestyle. Just saying it's a lifestyle, and that's just the way you're trying to live. Yeah. And, and, we'll and just I, settle with that as the cue. Yeah, right? I guess you got it. I always say, you know, I'm I'm always positive in everything. People who know me know how easy I am. They 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 see me a naked. I did a naked podcast. I mean, I have no problem getting libertarian. I had the libertarian oh, yeah. president president candidate for the libertarian party was sitting in this de- in this room <laughs> only uh, maybe a month and a half ago. Amazing. And uh, you know, we had a great conversation about you know the party and and what what I believe in because I'm more of a libertarian than anything because I'm not. I don't identify as Republican. I don't identify as a Democrat. I am a very middle-of-the-road guy. I'm accepting of every... I'm very socially liberal, meaning I could care less what you do in your own bedroom. I don't care what drug you do. I don't care. As far as fiscally, I don't like to see the government waste my money. Right. You know, so I'm going to get it to you now because you are from Indian descent, correct? Yes. Uh, is it acceptable in India to be gay? Today, it is. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, when I was born, like, you know, it was not as uh, friendly, not as acceptable, and it was frowned upon. Well, that that's that's America, too. Exactly. Uh, can I ask your age without, you know? Your... Oh, yeah. I'm uh, 51. 51 years old. So you're. I get where you grew up. You were born in 72? You're 72. Well, you can do math. Yeah, I, I can. I was a bookie. <laughs> so you, you were born in 1972. Yes. Uh, so I understand when you grew up into the 80s and uh, where, where I grew up, obviously, even the military was, it wasn't even don't ask, don't yes. tell. It was whatever, you know, as a person. But as far as India, now India is a very populous country. Is there a big gay community in India? Yeah, well, so where I was born and raised and grew up and finished college, that was Mumbai. India. That's the big city. Is, is oh, it? that's to me. If anyone wants me to describe Mumbai, I always tell them I'm like it's it's like take a little bit of New York and a little bit of uh, Hollywood and blend it together, and and you have Mumbai. 
It's, it's well, of course they have the, the yeah. big, probably the biggest movie place in the world. It, yeah, it, 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 where they're Bollywood. Yeah, is that where it is? Yeah, in it, Mumbai. And, and plus, it, there's also a lot of like Broadways, like theaters. And, oh, there's a lot so of that's why that. it's like a little bit of New York. And also, the reason I said New York is because of uh, the demographics, the population. It's all over the place. Like, you know, you find all cultures, all religions. Do they have an, I, I, I don't see many African-American when I, when I see Indian, India, India pictures. No, um, because we, there's not a huge population of that descent, if that makes sense. Um, but And why do you think that is? I really don't know. Okay. Are they prejudiced? Oh me? No. No, I know you're not. Oh, yeah. Is India is is it by by is it a is it a conservative or is it a liberal kind of base? It's it's well it depends who you ask, right? And it depends your upbringing, your values and how you were brought up basically because to me and it also depends on which decade you're asking people right which generation you're asking this question so this question can be anywhere from a to z there is no right or wrong answer there is no complete or incomplete answer to me it's like people who are going to be racial are going to be racial people who are going to be accepting are going to be accepting okay have you been gay your whole life yes i mean did you come out at a young age yes i did to your parents and everybody no i didn't did you ever come out to your parents i did last year Congratulations. To my I mother. Guess. And is she okay? She's a surviving parent. So yeah. Okay. Is she okay with everything? Yeah, she you know, it, it caught me by a surprise because uh, my main reason to not let her know because she's 87 now and like you know she's very fragile and I, I'm a full time caregiver for her matter of fact so am I I have a lot of yes. respect for each other I, for that yes I love that fact um, and to me I was trying to be more protective of her because I didn't want her to feel any kind of guilt of any sort like that she did something so, wrong yeah or, or uh, what did what did she miss or it, it but you know what i was very taken away and surprised by her response and she goes it's like well are you happy i said yes she goes like okay and then she goes like can we continue watching our show <laughs> that was it end of yeah. the story she didn't care you know what i've learned with, with elderly people I, I take care of my mom she'll be 91 in a couple months uh my mom is so accepting of everybody. I love Whether it. she doesn't even know, she doesn't even know the N word. She, it, it, she, she could talk it, and you wouldn't even know it was like anything bad or anything. Right. She would never. My mother is the least hateful person in the world, uh, and I've, I, I really give them the kudos for raising me that way. Our whole family, where we had zero prejudice in our, our family. I love it, and you know. I think that's important. Nick, in in now's generation, is it just accepted like... Yeah, like, it's pretty normal. I don't think. Gay like, or straight or yeah. bi or anything. It does. Nobody cares. No, I really don't think so. No, and, and in today's generation, I also feel like it's like, you know, it's all about what makes them happy and what what's pleasure. Well, you know, you know I saw something on the internet the other day and I was going to ask my next guest about it. I saw a thing about... You know, people trying to say to other people, oh, fat's really not fat. You don't call them fat. Wait a minute. <laughs> Every time they did, he goes, that person who said that, dead. That person <laughs> who said that, dead. That per Really? And it showed you that's unhealthy. Now, obviously, being gay is not unhealthy. You know, it has nothing no. to do with it. But, but to, to, to celebrate being fat, listen, I'm fat. 
and I look at myself, I got to lose weight, not caring less what people think. Well, for my health. Yeah, but PHAT is also fat. PHAT. <laughs> Pretty hot oh, and tempting. The what it is. Just... Pretty hot and tempting. <laughs> He had to go there. It's going to be a crazy show. No. Uh, so you grew up. You always knew you were gay. You went to college in Mumbai. Correct. Uh, what kind of degree did you get? I got a bachelor's in uh, commerce and economics. Uh-huh. So which is equivalent um, to business administration here. Uh, uh, and now you work with a financial company, correct? Yes. So I have been in financial industry um, for since 1993. So for 30 years, I'm celebrating 30 years, actually. And very successful, too, obviously. Yes. Yeah, you, we were talking about that, which congratulations. Thank you. I love to see period people excel at whatever they do. So now you're successful. You end up wanting to get into the bar business. Now, you knew this area, you knew about the gay club that burned down called the Coal Keg. Yes. Uh, and you decided, wait, now there's no gay club. We need a gay club. Or, well, again, you don't call it a gay club. All inclusive. Right. So, to me, here, here, you're going to laugh at this. So, the interesting thing was, like, with my primary job, I travel a lot for work. Um, whenever I came back in town, I did not want to travel. So I'm like, okay, where do I go to watch these type of shows, to have this kind of environment, to have this kind of a dance club that I'm looking for? And the closest thing, that, like, for example, the drag shows that we provide at Twisted Rooster, if you want to see that same quality of drag shows, the closest thing from Melbourne is you have to travel to West Palm or Orlando. Ah, so, and that's an hour and 20 minutes or yes. something. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, you know what? I need to create my own watering hole. I don't care if someone comes in and drink or not. I will have a bartender for myself. I'll go in there. I'll turn on the disco lights and I'll see what happens. Uh, to, get, to let the audience know, if you are in anywhere in Florida, actually, on the East Coast is where we are in Melbourne, yep. Florida, which is we are in. I try to let people know we are in the Space Coast, they call it, which is where the rockets go up, Cocoa Beach area. Uh, this is the area. He, you have a club. Now, you put a lot of money into that club. Can you tell us what you put into that? Like the, like the amount? Yeah, you, yeah. What you put into it. Yeah. What I put into it. Did you it, buy it outright? Or are you no, so when, you I, when I bought it, it was totally different, different name. Uh, the whole. It wasn't a club, yeah. was it? it? It was a. A cigar place. It, it was a hookah pub hookah pub that's right after yeah. the cigar place it went to a hookah correct place. um is hookah still a thing do people still like hookah yeah uh, well it's, uh, I, I don't know i think that's cigars a, are in like india there is a lot of uh, yeah. hookah bars oh, yeah. They're off. yeah in st louis but they're all these flavored ones too non, yeah. non-tobacco related and yeah. stuff like that there's too. a lot of hookah bars in st louis because of the bosnian culture yeah oh yeah. i didn't get it yeah. yeah well see we used to have a lot of hookah cl- uh, hookah bars here because the younger generation used to go but then yeah. they stopped tobacco under 21 Oh yeah. So yeah. then, a lot of those places. Yeah, the one cha- downtown Melbourne. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Well, your club. Oh, you, so you decided to look for a club. Yeah, and and then what um, clicked you on that location in that spot? It's a great one. It's it, because I want. I was looking for a having your own parking lot. B, a destination spot so they they are not bar hopping anywhere, and then three, it's to make sure that you come in over there carefree, judgment zone free, and be happy. And I just felt that that plaza, I'm the only uh, business in that plaza that opens in the evening and nighttime. So you have all, all the, the others parking. are daytime. Yeah. Um, you could use all the parking. 
Correct. So with when I walked in, like if if I showed you pictures of before and after, you're gonna go like crazy. It's it's crazy. Um, but as soon as I walked in, my friends said, "You're crazy. You shouldn't be doing this. Do not spend your money in this. This is this is totally like what are you gonna do with this place? Kind of like a gross. Do, do, do you rent it? Yeah, it's leased. It's a leased place. Yeah. X amount of the, but you put in money. How much did you put in? Um, $650,000. You put $650,000 into a leased place. Correct. That's gutsy. How does that work? Yeah. Well, no, he bought part of it to let the audience know, as a guy who owned bars, he bought the liquor license know. he owns. Yeah, so I okay. own my own liquor license. So that's, that part, cost, that's part of that. Today, a liquor license costs 400000 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Dwayne, do you get any of the money if he sells? For so, see, with the liquor license. Oh, he owns the like liquor license. Yes. I know, but I'm saying for the building. Do you so, get any equity in it if he sells? No. no. So, here's hmm. the thing. I can sell the corporation with my lease. I can transfer my lease. So, who, let's say if I wanted to sell Twisted Rooster. Because Twisted Rooster right now, it's also copyrighted and trademarked. Because eventually, I'm going to start franchising that uh, Rooster. I like that. And then cool we can logo. get into that a little more. Uh, yeah. But to answer your question, Nick, the, the, the whole concept is, let's say if I want to change that location and move somewhere else, I can take that same liquor license there. I don't have oh, to rebuy it anymore. Okay. It's, it's your asset. Oh, you own it. Oh. Yeah. So I can sell that separately for $400,000 anytime I want. So that even increases in... Yeah, that oh, has they, equity they, itself. When I owned them, they I I paid a hundred twenty. Wait, you can sell your own liquor license to somebody? Yeah, they, they only give a out a certain amount. Oh. Like so you can sell like me your asset. car. It appreciates. Yeah, you can oh, sell me your car. Oh. You can sell me your house. It, it's an well, asset. How does how does that work? If there's so many rules, do you have to make sure they're going to follow the rules? No, no, and no. Up the the code? state gives out liquor licenses. Yeah, and I had like I bought three of them as investments. Put one of them in the store, and yeah, because they are also. Area bound, so too. State, you do have to watch it. How, how can you just sell it if the state you is own the one it? It's an asset because they only give out a number of liquor license to an area by mm. population. And uh, so, so, so th things. think about it this way you went and bought a car from a dealership, yeah, you own the car, bank owns the loan, yeah, state license, me car license. Oh, okay, okay, it, right? So, so the state you also can has still to get sell that car as far as they're paying off that loan. So then they're now dealing with the state. So it's that concept. when you sell it, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's an asset. It's just like oh, also your house. But he don't owe anything to the state. He no, bought I get it. that. My they just monitor. I get it. My confusion rules. was that the state has so much code and rules. Right, like he and can't sell that to a convicted yeah. felon. Yeah, right, yeah. but then okay. again, when I'm selling it, it's it's beyond just uh, the venue. It's um, all the assets, all the equity. Uh, like, you know, sweat and equity, uh, goodwill, all yeah. that stuff counts. The uh, name, the, 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 the reputation. Each, you know, the bar chairs that I have. The, each bar chairs, they're $350 a piece. That's an asset. I get all that. Yeah. I just didn't understand how the state would. So yeah. you're just selling basically the title to them. And then now the state is making sure that they follow. No, the like, uh, remember I was looking at the doghouse? Yes. The doghouse, they wanted 450000 Okay. I went and started doing the research on the license because the place itself I could build out for fifty grand. Yeah, you know it's not it's not it's 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 a local pub. I could build that out. So that's not. And if the lease isn't right, I would never do it because that that they could close. They could yeah. not renew a lease. They want to sell the whole plaza. You're out. 
He has a, probably a long-term lease if he put that money I in. I do. There you go. And that was the other attraction. When I went to that place, they still had uh, 15 years left. Wow. Mm. See, you won't buy anything under probably 10 and because I, you have to see where you can get your correct. money back. And now I have 10 left because we just celebrated five years. Oh, is it five years already? Yep. In wow. December. Yeah. Uh, it, that's just a little history on liquor, liquor licenses. But liquor licenses are also area-bound. Yeah. You know, you can't just take my liquor license and go to Tallahassee with it. No, you can't. You have yeah. to be in a certain area because they only So you're selling the, tri- the, the Twisted Roosters liquor license, so it has that name on it? Or they can have whatever name they so, want. Yeah. His corporation, Tw- yeah, Twisted, I'm sure. Yeah. Twisted Rooster is a DBA, which is doing business as, but I have my own LLC. Okay. And it's owned by his LLC. Yeah. I had three of them, and they were assets because I paid one twenty. That's cool for them. to know that they're assets. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I thought you just went right to the state to get one. No, see, no, you can only do that when you have a what they call fifty nine fifty one forty nine license. That's like a restaurant doesn't have to have. Yeah. If you have more yeah. seats for mm-hmm. a restaurant, then you could. Uh, get the license under that but that's we used to play with that too but that's a game so Uh, but but that's that's the good risk uh that we take like if if, let's say if something happened if this did not work if we had to fold i still have that leg to stand on he's got the liquor license you can't lose yeah yeah Yeah. i've never seen him what it got you can lose him can't you what like if you don't follow the rules the state can take your oh yeah if, if you get dings Okay. Well, yeah, but there's the, and that's hard, you know. They might say you might have lose. To everybody was losing. Well, it's like no, you have to you close can, the business, yeah. and then you yeah. still got the asset. It's like oh. you can use, lose your driver's license if you do a lot of yeah, bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. See, what happens with a liquor license, Nick, is they the the reason they're valuable is because they only give out certain mm-hmm. amount of liquor licenses. Yeah. In fact, they even have a lottery, or they used to have the lottery. They still do. And that's great. I used to put in for the lottery. If you get a lottery, it's like five that's grand. Just, yeah. And now you own the liquor license, you can sell it for 150 grand. But, but, but lottery, those are free. I know, but I'm saying, but you have to put five grand up for some yeah. educational bulls. Yeah. Because we used to put in for it every year. One of my friends won it. And, you know, it's a, literally a lottery, and now you just won money. Yeah, it's you know? one out of, like, a oh, million. A, a, <laughs> well, it's a lot. But a, a lottery... I'm just giving it. People buy them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And their assets. And since, and they go by population, actually. Yeah. So if an area keeps, if an area uh, grows, until they get more liquor licenses, you have a big asset. Yeah. Because how, how you can't open a club with all these people unless you have a liquor license. Simple as that. And there are different types of liquor licenses, right, too. Right. But let's get into liquor yeah. license. So you, you buy the club, you do all of this stuff. Was it, was it a, a, a goal, a life goal? I mean, you're young, so at this point, you're 46 years old. You say, are you single? 51 and single, yes. Are you always been single or? No, no. Um, I had a few relationships. And right now, it's not like I'm shut down, but I'm not actively Searching looking for, for something. If it comes and it happens... I, I totally get what you're saying because listen, you're at that age, you're happy, yeah. you're doing what you want, you you know, you're having fun, you own a nice club, you still work the financial stuff, correct? Yep, yep. the financial technology. So you you own financial technology, and you have how many people working for you? Well, in my team, well, the company itself, it's um like eighty five hundred to nine thousand employees. But Could you my, didn't mention it. Let's give them a shout out. Right? A good right. company. Yes, but we do have um uh. In my team alone, it's 21 of us. 
and they are uh, we work with seven you're the leader councils. of the team yes okay and now you do whatever financial stuff uh you do and does that still take up a lot of your time oh yes that's my full-time job and then more and then some mm. um that's what i do like day and weekends and nights and when you travel and stuff so luckily the, the the way you do it it's it's like you know it's like you put this team together that can help you you can trust them like i barely have to like do anything but like cpa related legal stuff related and things of that nature here and there but i do have a general manager scott clark and he is amazing he runs that place for me well you know uh, uh, listen people people are uh, they gravitate towards success yeah you know I, i've learned that now so you you've come from india everything's good does the indian community in this area do they support you do you know the Indian community here? Well, I do know the Indian community here, but they are, um, it's not the younger generation or like my age or whatnot. It's more like 65 plus. They are against what you do? Or? No, they're not against what I do, but it's just, it's too late for them to be out. <laughs> mm. I mean, we don't start our shows till like 11, 11.30. Well, Nick would love that. Yeah, us old guys. Are you trying to say I'm old? No, I'm just trying to tell you you're mature and marinated. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do go out sometimes, sometimes late, depending. You know, it's just, yeah. I'm actually, believe it or not, I work a lot late, late. Because we do, you know, it's less hectic in here. So we do videos yeah. and stuff like that, Nick and I. And we do look for places. Now, are you open till 3 at any time or is it all 2 o'clock? No, just 2 o'clock because that's the county uh, regulation. I thought there were a few clubs that were allowed to be open. That is unincorporated area with just, um, it, it just passed where there are certain regions within uh, Brewart County where you, you are allowed to stay open for 24-7. Uh, and wow. I believe that was because, now, don't hold me against this. I got to open this was, one there, man. Yeah, right. But, but then you attract the people that you attract also. Um, but you do have, I think it's because that regulation was passed and don't hold me against this uh, because I may be wrong, but this is what I had heard that because when we had that um, uh, Hard Rock Casino that was planning on opening up and that was an unincorporated area and they wanted to be 24 seven. So then they created that regulation for all the unincorporated areas. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that means they're run by the county. Uh, so, so there are like few bars, handful. I, I mean, that that the reason I only say that is important because it's, uh, you say attract people. What I noticed, and I don't know if you know what FUBAR is. Okay, yeah. FUBAR. FUBAR, I think, used to be open till three for some reason. I don't know why, maybe. But a lot of the bartenders and bar uh, barmaids and, and waitresses and stuff from clubs used to go to FUBAR afterwards. Now, FUBAR was a wild club, too. Let me let you know that. Yeah, back in the day. Um, it, it was when you had, but I don't remember it being open past two because that's, see, I'm. That's Melbourne. Technic technically, I'm West Melbourne. Oh, you're in West Melbourne. Yeah, because I did anything, not know that. Anything yeah. up, up past Dairy towards um, sure. West, West of Dairy is, um, is West, West Melbourne. Melbourne. Are they, they're a really pretty kind of conservative town. 
Yes. Are they, did they give you a hard time? Not at all. It good, was absolutely a I know the mayor very well, Al Rose. Yeah. And uh, the city was very helpful. Uh, in fact, believe it or not, because my opening date, my grand opening was December 7th. December 6th was soft opening. I got my keys handed to me when I signed everything was October 31st. Now, between the holidays, you count. I had 17 business working days to turn around this place and open it, including all kinds of construction permits, plumbing permits, Jesus. everything. Wait a minute. You days. say you bought it in October of uh, five years ago. I got my keys on October 31st. And you had a month and a half to open. Nope. 17 working days. My goal well, was Well, October to November. Well, starting November, but then you have Veterans Day holiday, you have yeah, Thanksgiving but, but, four yeah, days. I guarantee people were working. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Yeah. So, like, to me, I had... And plus, not only, like, you know, uh, having city employees, just to find also uh, uh, the labor help, you know, for the things I want to do and the right kind of people who can come true to my vision. Hmm. I got you. And your vision came alive. Uh, yes. Again, I've been in there years ago. We, I went there with, and uh, we loved the dual pianos. The dueling pianos, yeah. I did that um, in the starting when we had live entertainment evenings on Thursdays. Right. We used to have all the... All, it was like around the world. I used to bring flamenco, like to bring some Spain, a uh, Spanish, like, you know, uh, the Spain country culture in there. I did... Um, uh, samba dancers to bring in some Brazilian culture in there. I did Bollywood experience. And in fact, I did that myself in drag. Uh, and I gave them you the You went whole, in drag? In a whole drag. You, you don't do that often, do you? No, I like to do it just, just to be creative, to be fun, to be happy, and just be someone else. We discussed this, a matter of yeah. fact, to let my audience know. I'm going to actually be getting made up with Nick. Nick, you, you agreed to do it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Nick and I are going to get made up at this point, by two of care. the drag people, right? Yeah. Well, is that what they call drag? I don't know. How do you call them? Well, you call, you call them female queens, impersonators. Not people. No, you, you call queens. female impersonators. Female impersonators. Queens. Queens? Queens. Drag queens. <laughs> but, yeah, the, like, the technical, like, the, like, Politically correct female impersonators. I found out because they're not—they're not all transgender. They're just dressing in drag. No, matter of fact, what I found out, I have friends of all persuasions or whatever, and I said to one of so do the trans people. He goes, "Whoa, whoa, lad, you can't say trans." No, you couldn't say the other word. You can say tranny? trans. Yeah, you cannot say tranny. Why? Well, because that's, that's like you know, like it. just calling someone with like a c word. It's it's just it's it's disrespectful. I don't see. I'm not understanding that. And I, and I listen. I will. I respected it when they told me, and I don't do it. I'm just doing this now, just because it still confuses me. I don't see anything wrong with tranny. I mean, it's a short for tranny. Have to bleep nah, it? But that's just huh? like a slang. Is it to the point where I have to bleep that, or are we not there yet? I don't know. You tell you me. Know? I, I, to me, it's disrespectful. It's like, you know... Um, uh, if yeah. that is the case, I will, again, yeah. I know a transgender person, a friend of mine... You can say trans. Yeah, okay, a say trans, trans. He's a transgender. Uh, he's yeah. a trans. Nice guy, I know him. Looks like a woman, though. Yeah. I mean, and 
I was talking to him one day, and I said, and how's the tranny community? And he stopped me. And he, he knows I don't mean anything. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, negative yeah, or yeah, bad, yeah. or I'm it's, not it's, saying it's, anything. It's just the him. education part about it. But that doesn't make you in wrong because you don't know about it, so you're not in wrong. That's why I don't want to say LBGT. Yeah. Q, I don't want to say. I right. will say LBGT. I'm very positive. That's okay. That's uh, fine. We've yeah. got to that point. You're, you can, you don't have to say You don't Q. have to say the whole thing. Right. That's what the you plus is You can just say for. LGBTQ or no. LGBT. Okay, see, you can't even But see, to me, I, that's just me. Like, yeah. But now that you have LGBTQAI+. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not doing it. LGBT exactly. and yeah. we're good. And, and everybody knows I'm all for whatever. But getting back into your story, let's go back. So you decided to write a book. Correct. A bestseller, no less, an Amazon bestseller. Yes, in two weeks it was. I was surprised. Well, because that's selling. That all goes by sales. Okay, so what do you express? And thank you for, for the signed copy. And what I'm doing for the audience is, Jamit was very uh, nice to donate uh, six books, yep. right? And we have these books we're going to be giving away to the audience. And they're uh, autographed. And they're all autographed. And it is an interesting story. I breezed through it. Did not totally read it because I didn't have time. Right. But going back into the book, you know, you, you're very open and honest about everything in your life. And I, I find that so good today as, a, you know, successor. So you must be at a great part in your life. You're very happy. I am. I'm content. I am. I'm not guilty anymore. You felt guilty beforehand? Well, it's because it was just that pressure, like the pressure of um did you work no you family were out? not knowing like you know yeah like but now like my all my cousins they all know it. Like so it's not that uh it's it's an unsaid or unheard topic. But to me it's I See, see I think it should be that way. I think it should even be either celebrated or uh, vilified. Yeah. You are a person. I don't care if you were gay or straight or bi or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. I've met you as a yeah. person. You're fun to be around. You're a lot of laughs, drinking. And, and obviously, I am too in that way. I don't yeah. There's nothing that bothers me. It really doesn't. And I look at people so differently because I had such a rough time going through prison and stuff of that yeah. nature. So in my life, I look at it a whole different animal like me. I look at it and say, you know, people should be who they are. Yes. Obviously, I understand why they can't. I mean, I do totally understand it. Could be a mom who's elderly, could, you know, put her over the edge or whatever. Uh, I think, though, what happens is people realize people don't care mostly. You know, in that, does that make sense? Like, I don't think people care that much. Because if they care that much, then they either hide in themselves or something yeah. of that nature. And, and listen, whatever what people want to do, do. Yeah. I mean, listen, if they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. You can't please everybody in the world. No. You now, can't. are you, okay, let's get back more into this. First, a book. What made you write a book? Okay, so I wanted to share my story. I wanted to share where I came from and where and who I have become and where I want to go next. And this story, I wanted it to give one very strong message, and that is never give up. 
Secondly, I wanted this not to be like a biography or just telling my stories, but it, it, it I wanted it to be in a storytelling way that will motivate people and inspire people to do something and just not to give up. You know, I, I love that because that's what I, I often tell people when I got arrested, uh, the government took $6 million from me. Uh, go to prison, I'm a convicted felon, bad. I was with the Gambinos, I was a mobster and all that. And I could come out on top. You know, no matter what happened. I got out of prison at 46. Wow. When you opened your bar. <laughs> uh, and I got out of prison, my age was 46, and now I'm 62. And I'm loving life more than ever. I love the struggle, too. Some people go, what yeah. do you mean? I just think it, it it keeps you on your toes. It just, yeah, you like it's to do It's an experience. Things. And people got, you know, then, you know what happens then? Success is more rewarding. Correct. And people who are given everything, how do they judge success? Yeah, like you, you cannot um, celebrate or embrace that success unless you have gone through some rocky roads, uh, learned true. some lessons, and not repeat your mistakes. I often tell Nick and I tell anybody with us, you know, if you keep making the same mistake over and over, then there's a problem. Then, yeah. then, then you're either you know not cut out for something or whatever right. it is. But if you learn and you keep evolving, you're going to get good. Because, you know, no matter how much he's smarter in certain things than I am, I have experience over. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Life experience, you know. And, and it, I think that's, you know, the only thing that we and have. That, that's one thing that you cannot train anyone. No. And that's something... You have to go through it yourself. And that's what's the baseline of this. Because from the very beginning of the childhood, my dad was a very strong-hearted human being, very focused. He wanted, he, from the day I was born, he knew he was going to bring me to States to give me... Um, An a, opportunity. A, a, right. And um, he put me in an... Uh, English medium school, which English was a primary language, despite of everybody in the neighborhood, the relatives, they all were like, oh my gosh, you're making the biggest mistake. You guys don't know English. No one knows over your English. How are you going to teach them? How are you going to do this or whatnot? And all that is part of the beginning part of this uh, book and the, the, the transition that went through the struggle, the, the whole process that you went through. And that's because this book is of those three segments. Major three segments are Mumbai, India, where I was raised and born, when I discovered I was gay. And how many people are in Mumbai, just to give it? Oh, idea? God, I don't know. It's got to be Nick. What it's is the it, second Nick? largest population next to China. No, no, no. India oh, just in passed. Mumbai. No, no. India just passed China in, in number of people. Oh, it just did? this year. Oh, well, maybe it Just did. this year. And uh, you, you, you could find that out anywhere. But the uh, getting back to your story, so you wanted to show them where you grew up? Yep. And um, how uh, I became who I Do you became. talk about that? You're, you're yep. coming out and everything? Yeah. Well, uh, I wasn't coming out then. It was just in that. me. Yeah, it's just in me. But it also takes you to a whole journey of why I became one of the 
the, the, the best actor awards on a non-musical Broadway because that's how I was able to express myself and I was able to let myself into that different role. We're, we're going to get into this in a minute. Yeah. I, I wanted that. That's our next segment 23 here. 23 million uh, residents. 23. In, and what Mumbai, is in China? Mumbai has 23, 23 million. million. That's more than most Second states. Second largest in city in the world. Yeah, uh, I think Mexico City is the Oh, so one. Mumbai, but we were talking oh, about no, India. No. Only Tokyo has more people. No, was that not it? But you, you were talking about city or the country? The country is past China. India is past, okay. Yeah, if you look it up, most populous country in the world is China. Is India now. Yes. It just passed China. Wow. The, uh, that's amazing. So uh, this is the next one I want to talk about. You have a movie coming out. Oh, my God. How exciting. It's going to be on Netflix, correct? Well, it, eventually it will move to Netflix. First, we are just going to start, like, you know, with, uh, like, movie theaters. Did you, you send it? Has it gone to, to you know, Cannes, you know, France? To, 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 is it going there? Um, well, um, not yet. But uh, the, uh, the film director, Emmy, um, she is uh, amazing. And... Uh, <laughs> It's it. They're still trying to figure a good game plan out, but they're going to start launching it with uh, movie theaters. Then they were talking about Sundance platform, the right, production Sundance, platform. Yeah, yeah, and then to it, Netflix. It's in Cannes, France. That's where it is. Yeah, and then uh, to Netflix or wherever uh, it, it takes us. But it's uh, it's scheduled to be released like sometime in March or April. What is the name of the movie? Twisted Divorce Party. So uh, the trailer is out. The trailer is out. It's all over the place. If you Google twisted divorce, check it out. See if we can find that twisted. uh, uh, Is it on YouTube? Is is it on YouTube? It should be on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's going to look for it. So I got to watch the trailer. It's pretty funny. It is mostly filmed in your club. Yes. uh, 75% of the movie is twisted divorce party. Yeah. Twisted divorce party. And yeah, he's gonna look that up. Or you can even try to search because they just released that trailer, so they might be still releasing on YouTube. But you may want to try to see. There's a Facebook page. Okay. Let's get back to us, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he'll, figure, he'll figure, figure that out. Yeah. The uh, getting back to the uh, uh, movie. Was it you, whose brainchild was it? Yours or somebody else's? Okay, so this is a funny, que- uh, not funny question. This is an interesting question and a funny answer or story, however you want to look at it. So, Amy, the film director, um, October during Halloween 2022. COVID came to, time. Yeah, came um, to my bar and... No, we were, we were past COVID. Yeah, just past yeah, COVID. Yeah, just past. Um, to, uh, because we had a, a Halloween party. We do like a $1,000 costume cash prize contest oh. uh, uh, over the weekend. I got to come there. I'm going to come naked. Yes. Make <laughs> it happen and you'll get arrested. But... <laughs> but Won't um, be the first time. <laughs> I know. Um, so she was talking to me about like, oh, wow, this is a nice club or whatnot. And then we, she started to understand and know me or whatnot. And I was like, hey, I'm an act, I'm a professional actor. And, and she you goes, said in Mumbai, you, you yeah, you I was were. a non-musical Broadway actor. So, you know how people over here, like when they uh, go through college, they, they have like some type of a part time job. That sure. they have. Mine was non-musical Broadway. I did uh, four shows over the weekend, and that was my 
Um, Every weekend. Yeah, that was my slut money. Yeah. Uh, your what? My slut money. <laughs> like for me to spend it. I'm on gonna leave that alone. <laughs> okay, you 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 made extra money by being an actor. Yeah. Did you think about coming to America and being an actor on Broadway? Absolutely. My goal was to be a professional actor, like either in uh, TV or Bollywood or something. Uh, but because after we migrated. Your commitments, your responsibilities change. I started to take care of my parents, and that's the second segment of, uh, like, you know, migrating and coming to the land of opportunities where your dreams can come true, and it has come true for me. You are great so. for America. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. Uh, you are great for America because you literally are a success story. You came here with a dream and achieved it. Yeah, I and mean, there's a lot more to do. Oh, of course. You're, you're just starting, I say. But you came here really wanting to be a Broadway actor. Well, I wanted to come. Uh, no, I wanted to come here not knowing where it's going to go. But it was on my mind that I would love to move forward in the acting field. Because New York, for being a play yeah. actor, is the mecca of the world. Yes. I mean, the world. People know. Nick. Oh, God, yes. It's You go to Broadway, it's, forget, yeah. you're a Broadway actor, first of all. They're mega rich. They make yeah. a lot of money. Well, but it is the place in the whole yeah. world. I've seen Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. Spider-Man's not Mary, on Broadway. Mary Jane is. Mary Jane's on Broadway, dude. Come on. <laughs> she's a mega She's a mega you know playwriter or actor. Sometimes it's always good to say yes to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I know 42nd Street, okay? See, there you go. That's that generation, though. <laughs> That's that generation. Yeah, it is. But no, I migrated. Um, uh, the first city we came uh, for the very first time, we landed in Chicago. Oh, you, your family landed in Chicago? That's where we migrated. What got you to? Like downtown Chicago? or about, So, um, what part? okay, so Chicago. So we applied for the green card to be um, become a naturalized citizen, which is also that whole process is in and that you book are too. Now. Oh yeah, I've been uh, I became citizen in two thousand no, two thousand. Oh, yeah. for a long time, twenty yeah. years. Yeah, but this is my second uh, renewal passport now. Seven okay. years after he got here became a citizen. Right. And that's because, uh, okay, so once you're a green card holder, after five years, you can become a naturalized citizen. So my parents became naturalized citizen, but apparently they couldn't find my file. So it took another couple of years, but th here I am. Uh, so to me, instead of 98, because we, we came, uh, no, we came in 92, they, they became citizen in 97, and I became in uh, okay, 2000. Yeah, Is there a, like a lower than a green card you can be here? Yes. Okay. You could come what they call work visas. Yeah. Okay. Which, but visa that's a six-month visa. What about uh, minors? I don't know the law on minors. Uh, I do know that you could come here. Like, people from Canada come yeah. down here, and they can only stay here for six months. Yeah. They have yeah. to go back. Right. Okay. But and it's that's total. So you could do two weeks, then come mm -hmm. back to It's in a year. So it's not like I could come six months, yeah. go home for a oh, month, yeah. and come back. No. No. Yeah. yeah. I was 20 years old. When I came, and you did, you guys get a a, a a green card right away for for living? No, here? so my dad had applied for a green card in 1982, and our first interview call was 1992. So Ten how do you years. how do you stay here then? How does that work? No, you were not here. I, we couldn't be here. He wasn't we, here from '82. Uh, I oh, came here he in '92. Here, okay. okay. So '82 he applied, and the the way you can apply for green card, you cannot just apply for green card. There has to be like some kind of a connection. So my dad's younger brother, 
who's married to my mom's younger sister. Okay. So that's what I always called my uh, grandfather. I'm like, he was a smart income tax officer, tax collector. He had like so six daughters into three families. It's like less relatives. I don't know. Oh, but, uh, he, he, he was a floozy. He was all over the place. Now, he wanted to make sure the girls are protected. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so because of the blood relative relation of brother to a brother, you were able to apply for the green card, but then that's that process that you wait for that 10, 10 years. years of that. Oh, and then uh, it, it's not easy after you get that interview also. It's like they drill you, like uh, the American embassy with the questions. They put you like in separate rooms. They, oh, like, really? Oh, my God. And you better have all the answers matching. And like I had to like, learn, like in India you have like, large families like you have like seven siblings and like yeah. you know and dad's had four siblings i was like 11 and then they are three and they are branches and i'm like oh girl oh my god you could were you nervous i was but um we, we all answered it correctly because obviously it's our relatives and we have i mean you're already friends. 22 years old yes i mean when to, you got here no so i you was were 20 11. i was 20 when i got oh, 20 here. 20 yeah Okay, you were born in 71, so you were... I was born in 72, oh, 72 92 right, right. I came here, so I was 20. And um, so after you became a national... And then you, you go through the process, you have your green card, which is actually not in green color. What was the day like when they were like, okay, you're, you're, you're approved? Oh, so uh, it's actually like, like an uh, oath-taking ceremony. And they actually bring you on stage like you graduated. And well, they other than you. that, like your family, like I mean, did you get a call? Exciting? Yeah, what was that? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah that's We're what I was wondering. Bring the relatives. Call in everybody. my head, since I was like you know eight or ten years old, it was drilled in my head that I'm going to go to uh, America. I'm going to yeah. go to America. I'm going to go to America. And I'm like, oh wow! And then, it, okay, so today, you know, I always say technology is two-edged sword. It's good and it's bad. But the good about that is the evolution that technology has done has brought all these countries so close, mm -hmm. um, including video chats and just you. I can yeah. easily hop on a plane now and go anywhere, like yeah, without any hassle, mm. um, or wait for two months for a visa or a pass, like you know stuff like that. So, but back then it's like I had no clue. I all I had done is like visioned, like. Oh my God! There'll be like pictures and, and the, stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, I had just saw some of the pictures. And, and, and what when, when you eventually got here? Uh huh. Was it what you expected? Was it more? Was it less? Uh, let down or was not? It, what was it? Did you go through culture shock at all? Yeah, culture shock. Huge, yeah. huge culture shock. Let me start with vocabulary alone, grammar alone, <laughs> pronunciation. Yeah. Did you speak English at all? So I was in a British Catholic school. Since kindergarten, so oh, Catholic, they're okay, screwed so up. ain't and won't are not in our vocabulary. Uh, <laughs> Double negatives are right, not in our vocabulary. Right. Like you know, so those kind of they shouldn't things, be either. You know, they're, they're wrong. But like we, I, I, and I'm guilty of using it all the time now. Also, so uh, yeah, well, you, we, you know, we all mess up. I'm pretty good about that because I had a uh, a lady that I worked with. Whenever I said a double negative, it was oh, yeah, get, and and it got into my head. When I hear a double negative, yeah. it like. It opens my eyes to that. Yes. So. But like, okay, so coming, and, and that's the, that, that's the uh, middle segment of few chapters that I talk about of when I migrated. It's the whole process um, about going through um, becoming a citizen. That was a whole new 
ordeal. And then my first job. And then just the currencies alone. Like, okay, to me, you would not believe. Like, I was trying to find a job without any experience. Mm-hmm. So I would take a bus or a train. I would go, Actually, this is in Chicago. Well, no. From Chicago, well, the weather did not suit us. So it was like a bittersweet departure from the family. But we then uh, went to California at my cousin's place. Where in California? Southern? San Jose. Oh, so, no- okay. Northern California. Um, and there I started going to like uh, Oakland Mall. And I'd, I would take... Two trains, two buses to get there. Just to like see what I can find for the uh, job. For a job. Yeah. So, and then I would literally like. And how old are you at this time? I was. uh, 22? 20. Oh, right away. So I was going around each store, first floor, make a circle. And and you went into every store filling out out applications. applications. Everywhere. Wow. And then I found a job fair uh, that Macy's was having. At that Oakland Mall. And you worked at Macy's? Yes, that was my very first job. My grandmother worked at Macy's in 1930 or 20s. She was on, my grandmother was on Broadway. She was a singer. Oh, wow. And she was obviously born in 1902 or 1903. Yep. What what do you laugh? That is so far. Yeah, but no. That's my grandmother. 1902. Yes. All three, my grandmother, my grandfather was 02. And they went through the Depression. My parents were born in the Depression. Uh, And, uh, you know, my mom's 90. She was born in 1933. What made it so depressing? Uh, The work. People that had had food made, there was 70% of the country was out of work. 70%. Ouch. Go look at the Depre- the Great Depression in 1929 when the stock market crashed. 70% of all wealth was disappeared. I heard we were in a secret depression right now. <laughs> Maybe. Right. And I don't think so. In in 1929, 70% of the, of the stock market people lost 70% of their wealth in a day. The stock market crash in 1929 is Did a history lesson. Huh? Did they riot? There's no riots. There's Could you imagine if that happened sleeping today? In the streets. Could you imagine oh, if that happened, happened today? It happened in, in, you have in, to have in 2007. 2007 2008. Yeah, eight, yeah. You have to have strength yeah. if you have no food. No, uh, listen, mean, it's not even, it, it's about working hard, you know. Yes. You know, like you said, I think what people don't get, and, and, and a lot of people do, is the, the Indian people are hardworking people. They Most of the Indian people I've met are hardworking people. And I don't know if they got that because of coming here from where they are in India. Obviously, with that many people, jobs must be rough. Uh, obviously, your population is skyrocketed. And I don't know how they could support so many people with, ex- you know, I mean, uh, the, the money, like you said, the exchange rate. You know, the yeah. United States dollar is so strong yep. compared to India right now. You can go back to India and be a, a oh trillionaire. Oh, my God. One dollar <laughs> is like around um, 80 rupees or something, 82 or whatever. Yeah, and, and Just the other day when I was uh, uh, sending money um, to my cousin for a gift we are buying, um, my cousin. But either way, it was like one dollar to 83. Amazing. Rupees. I'll send you, you know. 
200 rubies, $2 or $3 yeah. or whatever it is. But then the cost of living is that higher too. Like here you can buy milk for like a $4 uh, for a gallon. There uh, for a gallon, which they go by liters, but that they will be spending like, you know, 500 rupees. So like it's... Yeah, well, yeah, I got you. So it's the same thing. Like yeah. If you want to really cost a little, I guess it goes for everywhere we're talking about. Yeah. Now, let me get back into you. So now your story comes here. You decide how in the world does a man like you get to Brevard County, Florida, central place in the middle of, I, I hate to say nowhere. Uh, we are about an hour, maybe an hour, 15 minutes east of Orlando, Florida, yes. which is the mouse. Yep. Uh, now, have you been to Disney? Yes, many times, and I don't want to go anymore. Me too. I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> it's like when we have relatives, they come, and I'm like, I'll drop you off. Oh, I know. I I'll be at a hotel the bar. The lines, yeah. the, this, uh -uh. that's not me at all. Uh, but getting back, how do you how do you get here? So um, in California, obviously, as we all know, um, the cost of living is very high. And I was at Macy's for eight months, and like I said, I... Ha I I had to support mom and dad as well, right? You know, so like... Oh, oh they weren't working? No, they didn't have jobs. Because they couldn't work? Or? Correct, because they, they were not fluent English speaking. So, and like, it was you hard. Were, no. Yeah, because I grew up in... In the Catholic. It's primary language is English in the British Catholic school. So, um, well, at that time, I was making like somewhere around like five dollars an hour but either way um i was like this is not gonna cut it uh because like you know yes our family is very strong they care for each other very loving but like we stayed at their place at eight months and it's like you know after a while like okay enough isn't that we need to but figure out things now you are getting a job at macy's and you have a degree in finance at this point correct but the transcripts would not allow me to make it equivalent to business administration. I had to go back to school to finish certain courses because they thought that my economics transcripts were only for macro and I need microeconomics as well and blah, blah, blah. Did you get it in America? Well, no. I don't blame you. I mean, again, I went no. to college and, and I could care less about my college. No. What, what helps me more than anything is my life experience. Correct. And, and doing things. I think college is good more for open your eyes, more for connections, yes. more for a lot of things. But so you come here, you have a degree, you did good in it in Mumbai. You, you know, you had a degree ready to go. You come to America, you're working at Macy's as a, a clerk or yeah. whatever, a stocker or whatever. Well, I was a cashier. A cashier. In a children's department. And trust me, I had no clue what guests would like. People go, like, do you have guest jeans? I'm like, guess what? Uh, <laughs> guess, and like the yeah, they'll the be brand. like, oh, do you still carry those 90210 shirts? I'm like, oh, let me look at that style number. It's like, no, it's a TV show. And mind you, now I can speak Burberry and Prada fluently. <laughs> but but even at that time, like you, you just think about little things that people don't even it doesn't even cross their mind. It's like one cent. How would I know? It's also called penny, unless I'm educated <laughs> to it. Think about it. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, uh, what? Like nicknames we to our coin currencies. Like five cents is a nickel. Right. So when people go, it's like, hey, can you hand me two nickels? I'm like, what is two nickels? 
Do you want two five cents? Is that what you want? <laughs> oh, you didn't know what a dime or a no, nickel or you a don't. Quarter. You don't know these currencies, and um, anyway, little things like that you don't yeah. get. Yeah, it's like, and there's also a story in the book uh, regarding my first experience. My very first burger was Jack in the Box, and. Oh, you're going to laugh your ass out when you'll see how I had to struggle to even figure out how to fill up my Coke glass. But oh, with the machine. Yes, uh, but it's like as if you coming to back to your or your your question, Larry, uh, regarding uh, Brevard County. So the cost of living. I had to do something, and so my mom's younger sister, she lives in Melbourne. She's ah. been in Melbourne since I was born, and before that. And I always often wonder how somebody yeah. would get here, you know, like. So she suggested come here. It's a, a, a lower cost of living. You know, it's in Melbourne and blah, blah, blah. So I came and then um, she actually suggested that I go to this job fair uh, that Space Coast Credit Union was having. Space Coast Credit Union. And I I'm got member. my job as a teller. At Space, at Space Co- what a Union, story. And I started there as a full-time teller at $6.20 an hour. This is a great story. And go ahead then. And you, how long do you stay there before you do what you're doing now? Okay, so, which you're very successful at. Yet, so I stayed with Space Coast Credit Union for five years, right? But within that five years, I, well, I, I was determined. Once again, never give up. I'm like, okay, now... I need another job. I need to do something so I can at least get like a one bedroom apartment for me, mom and dad. Okay. And we were able to find at Sugar Mills, you know, which is something else now. Uh, it's off of uh, Babcock. Babcock up near 192 in the back there. Yes. Yeah, so at that time, those one bedroom apartments were going for $600 a they month. They are almost, I think they're close to that now because they got, they're yeah. actually, uh, uh, they're go- like government housing, you know. They they are set yeah. with the price. It, they can't go higher, you know. Good. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Obviously, housing costs for young people. Good. I feel for. Yeah. yeah. So then, then I'm like, okay. So I need a job. So what I did. So going full time Monday to Friday, eight to five. At uh, I was a bank teller at the main branch. So then I decided on Tuesday night, Thursday night. All day Saturday and all day Sunday, I went and worked as a um, office clerk and loan officer at Rooms to Go. At Rooms to Go, what's that? Right up on one ninety two, the furniture store. Yeah, so you know where my bar is, Tuesday Rooms to Go. You know, next to that AutoZone, that used to be Rooms to Go. And uh, I started now they're out over. west now. They're now they, they are by uh, ninety five. Yeah, I said out oh, west yeah. now. Ninety five. What was the first building that you saw that was tri- Twisted Rooster? Like when you worked there. What was the, f- like, first Oh, I didn't business. work there. Oh. I, I worked at Rooms to Go, the building next, uh, the plaza. No, what I, yeah, what I'm saying is, but you saw that building, Tristan Rooster, right? Uh, it yeah, at, it was, at that time, it was like a, uh, a Joe's Cafe. Like, it was a drive-thru. They had a cafeteria. Cafe. And it was a drive-thru. Cool. Like, I used to drive-thru there to, like, you know, buy little I didn't nuts. know it was a drive-thru. But yeah. I did, I my remember was when it was a, So, where my DJ booth is, that was a drive-thru. Oh. That's where you have that little... Yeah. How cool is it looking back being like, I never knew that was going to be mine one day and I was going to hang out at the Twisted Rooster. Yep. Like looking so, back. No, I mean, he's asking so cool. you, how cool is it now that you look back, you, you knew the building when, uh, and now you own it. Now it's your building. It's your business. It's your bills that you got to pay. It, 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 <laughs> feels, it, it feels like, to me, 
it's a proud moment. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's like my hard work. What makes me more proud is to see people happy there. Yeah. People nonstop will approach me and genuinely you can tell them like, you don't have to come and, you know, um, talk to me about how you feel here or whatnot. And they're mm -hmm. like, it's so safe. It's so this, it's thank you for opening. Thank you for having a place for us. Cause you're us. a big thank part of the community yeah. that you grew up in. He cool. is a, like a really big part of it. He is a very big part of this community because there really aren't any places mm -hmm. in this area that open people. I'm called open people. Whether they're bisexual, gay, straight, yeah. does not matter. Well, even can go in openly, and feel safe. It's like the only place here that serves drinks past nine p.m. Yeah, no, know? there's like, many places come on downtown now. Melbourne. Come I go now. to them, uh, but come on, you know, now. there's the uh, a bunch of them down there. Now, sometimes they're too crazy. Uh, they are very. Uh, I don't know. I call jockey. Them, yeah, well, there's a couple of rumors. I don't know if you know this. Down a couple of places down Melbourne, they were roofing people. Yeah, that happened. Well, I yes. mean, you got to get and yourself that's a nature cup of condom. the beast. The bars, like you know. Oh, and like you know, the other thing, like you were asking me, and I guess we got uh, sidetracked about why I have security. Well, obviously, I'm thinking it's because of the pulse. No. So no. well, yes and no. Okay, so a I want it to be secure. B, you're not allowed to carry any kind of weapon in my bar. I don't care if it's a pocket knife. You pull, put it back in your car or you leave it at the front with security and they'll hand it to you when you leave. Mm. The security, is your security armed? The security is not armed mm. because um, I choose to have unarmed uh, security for a reason because I don't want people to be threatened. Uh, I don't want people to feel that they are being bullied or intimidated. A guy with a gun on his side. And yeah, all that. I don't want, and I don't want like you never know if this crazy. I don't know. It, it, this guy would be like, oh yeah, you want to mess with me and like pull the gun out and bully them. Like I don't want that fear factor part of it. But can they beat your ass down? Yes, because they don't. They don't have a weapon either because they are scanned at the front done and they're always walking around the property and stuff and if they see any kind of those kind of people suspicious around, activities yeah. and stuff i've been in there and i walked in and i was yeah. padded down and i'm like what's this guy doing i mean well but well, then that's I because it. i wanted him to pat you down I darling <laughs> uh, it felt good <laughs> yeah. no it it, uh, it was i understood it after and they're not looking for anything in your pockets and wallets and they're just looking for weapons, yeah. obviously. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so you and that's that's a positive because yes, pulse is a real thing that forty nine people lost their lives. Correct. And I knew some straight people who there lost their lives. I knew gay people there <clears throat> uh, that lost their lives. And and I, I it's sad to me, you know, you go out for a nice time and you don't come home. You know. Well, but to me, that's like, it, it's a very, very unfortunate tragedy to like, you cannot even describe the amount of tragedy that, that, that was. But I also want to say that, is any place really safe now? Churches, you know, airports? I, you know, you're right about that in America. How is it in India? Do you have this well, kind of Well, I don't know because like in India, I was not allowed to go to the bars because I was underage. Right, right, right. So do I never saw a anything, bar life. Do you ever hear anything about shootings and stuff? There and are always locations. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's, if you have people 
you're going to have crime. You're going to have generosity. You're going to have charity. You're going to have haters. Mm-hmm. You're going to have praisers. It's yeah. just it's nature just of the beast. Nature of the beast. I just didn't know how other countries are. Because uh, I don't know what the gun laws are in India. Are they strict? I mean, no. can, I, can you own a gun in India? Yes. Can anybody own a gun in India? I think so. I don't know what the law is now. Right. Okay. But, but like here... I can go and go buy a gun. Oh, no, absolutely. America is very... America, listen, Europe... You could, too. No, I cannot. I bet you could. I, I can buy one on the streets. <laughs> yeah. I can't buy it. If I, I know, go, I go I right to prison. Look at yeah. Kodak. I know. Yeah. I bet I mean, you could get a gun, though. Oh, listen, I can get a gun anywhere I want right now. Two seconds. He has a very good gun on himself. I do. Big bazooka. <laughs> but... What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, he, don't get me going, you. We're still on your story. Okay. Your movie. Yes. How exciting is it that you have a movie coming out? Super exciting. And you know what? Okay, so I'll tell you this. You know how when people say you manifest, when you really strongly desire something that is your passion, you pray for it, or whatever you want to call it, right? If it's your destiny, it's going to come finding you. Two things really opened up my eyes. And one is, for the last three years, I was thinking of writing my book. But I didn't know how. I didn't know where to start or what to do. And thanks to Twisted Rooster, my bar, for bringing all these people in. So you can call it, I had manifested this. And I met Peter. Ah. And then Peter started talking and I started talking more. He goes like, you should write a book. And I'm like, I'm not a writer. He goes like, I can give you a ghostwriter. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And that's how it started. And that's how I was talking. I'm like, I did not have to go look for him. It came looking for me kind of a thing, if that makes sense. Same thing happened with the movie. I always wanted to become an actor. I always wanted to do an acting. And you know what? That's what made me uh, successful in sales presentations that I did before the role I am in for 15 years now with this company. Um, There is a company called um, Cornerstone. They have this Gonzo Banker Awards. They are like uh, awards for the financial industry. And I got for two years in a row Golden Cuffling Awards, which is the best sale a best presenter in financial industry in nation for two years in a row around the whole country correct wow that's pretty impressive so you excelled at whatever you did that that because i put what i learned my experience that i had from acting into presenting and then i started like I'm like, I really wish I could do a movie or do like a show. I was already, I had started. And then because of COVID, everything went backlog. I started doing like twisted tales behind the scenes. Little uh, clips of me and the drag queens in the dressing room and all the people that talk about you behind your back after you're gone, when the doors are closed. And I started doing like this five minute clips on uh, YouTube and I started throwing that out. But then I didn't. TikTok. I know, right? I need to do that, but I don't know how to do all that. Well, maybe, we have that. Maybe I, I can hire you. Yes, we have a market. Well, that's why I says putting here, I'm very particular who yeah. we work with. Uh, obviously, Oliver, or, or I go to your club, so I would put that, something of that nature where when I represent something, yeah. I represent it because I believe in it. Yeah. You're doing what you do because you believe in it. Yep. You can't act 
garbage, I call it. No. You can't represent some. I can't represent something I don't do. If I do, it doesn't come out right. It's not right because it's not in me. You have to believe in it. Believe in it. Yes. And I think you believe in everything you've done so far. Yes. Ooh. If I don't, I'm very strong-hearted, stubborn. I'm Aries. So. <laughs> Well, I don't even know what that is. I mean, that's the Fire zodiac sign. sign. I don't think I, I'm lucky. I know my own. What my, is it? It's a Libra, but I have no idea what it means. I, I do know either. this: that he, what he's saying to me is, when I love what I do and believe in what I do, I just want to keep doing it and keep doing yeah. it, and I won't quit. That's yep. just kind of what you're doing. And then that's what happened with the movie. Like you know, I I, I meant I guess I was manifesting it without knowing it. And then I met Emmy, and I told you that story. Um, how she started talking. Oh, so by the way, after she found out that um, my skill set and she was totally intrigued into it, she went that weekend and changed the entire script to fit my character in as one of the main characters and to move uh, the filming at Twisted Rooster. I, I actually saw uh, the trailer and the trailer had me yeah. cracking up. So I did. I just even saw it right here uh, before the show. Okay, Nick, I have a, a couple more questions. Do you have any questions, too? Not right now, no. Okay, I have a good question for you. Where do you see... I always ask guests this. Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself in a year? Okay. Where do you see yourself in five years? And where do you see yourself in 20 years? Okay, so let's start short-term roadmap, so to speak. Well, in next year, I would just like to see that I keep on working and increasing the presence of Twisted Rooster through either this movie and also through the book because my goal in the next um, three to five years is to franchise Twisted Rooster. Yes, I think that's where I'm going to be involved in that. And, and, I mean, I love yeah. the idea. Yeah, because like, okay, you know, when you go to like cruise ports, port of calls at cruises, you know, what is the one? Squid lips. Squid lips. You have senior frogs. Senior you know, frogs over those, in Bahamas. Remember I told you yeah. I had that big thing where I had the bachelor party with John and I and they if had rubber dolls running around. Yeah. It was so much fun. If you don't dream big. That's exactly right. Well, why you know, dream? what you're saying is the Twisted Rooster, the open environment, the way it is, is is searched out more than people want to be, you know believe yeah. it is. It's not a regular bar. It's a bar that you can be gay or you can be straight and you can be and everybody's accepted in it. Yeah. And nobody's judged for going in there. No. Nope. Cuz most people won't go to a gay bar because oh, I'm not gay or uh, I don't yeah. want people to know I'm gay whatever. But if you have a bar that you open everybody. I told you John and Laura, <laughs> Teresa and I, Ray and Jewel, we go in there and we had a lot of fun in there, and we all talk about, let's go back. You and I went there, and I said, Nick, come on, let's go to this place. Because what cool. is it? Well, huh? on weekends, we have drag shows, and let me tell you, our 80% of our audience is straight folks because oh, oh. they love the illusion. They love the live entertainment value behind it. They love the act behind it. 100%. And it's, it's just transformation is superb. That's why I agreed. To be made up doing this as you guys show come people, to a drag show this I, weekend. I, I, I'm, this is going to be so funny. When I go to do this, and we're going to do it Are soon. You hitting the runway? No, I'm not you hitting any no, runways. But when I go do this, not hit the runway. I cannot picture myself. But you told me what he's going to do to let the audience know is, and this will come up in a couple more weeks. Uh, you're going to have us made up, but one of the people who are making me up is a person with a beard. Yeah, because how can I look? You can put glitter in it. I want a beard. You yep. can put glitter in it. 
You can dye it. You, you can, can make have it one of those glitter beards. You can make it purple. Yeah, Yo, dude. I go, I can <laughs> Look at you laughing. I can show you pictures of some of the beautiful transformation of bearded impersonators. This has kind of got me a little weird, but I'm going to do it, and Nick's doing it. It's a form of He's going to look cute. He's a cutie. <laughs> me, I'm an old, old fat, you know, gangster. So how is this guy going to look? I, am, I don't have that mannerism. You don't need to have the mannerism because you just need, like, it's the form, the art of drag is be who you want to be. Be yourself. I could dress Bring up like- out your inner animal or your anything that you want to be as a fictitious character. Yeah, but I never thought of myself being a woman or a you know drag is yeah. a fictitious. Listen, people say, did you ever put on a woman's underwear? I I'll admit I did. I did once. Did a couple times yeah. just to try it, to feel the silk or whatever. I just don't have that, you know, uh, that that yeah. kind of. What are you laughing at? He knows I, I'm just such a. I don't know. I consider myself. You guys should come to a drag show this week. I love drag show. I've been to drag shows. I've been to uh, a drag show. Yeah, we've been no there. No, yeah. no, never been there. Yeah. We're gonna. I don't know what day. If I yeah. this week, we're very busy. I don't yeah. know. The but definitely coming to. Is yeah. it every weekend? Yep. Every Friday we have two shows, and Saturday one show. And uh, is there a cover charge? To get no, it? never a cover. Oh, so you just walk in, have a few drinks, and that's it? I, I don't believe in cover charge at all. Wow, good for you. Nope. Because Did I that's pay a just, cover charge? No. Did I pay a, a minimum drink? No. I thought I did. No, you just were tipping generously. Uh, 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 and that's quite all right. I do yeah. that. <laughs> well, I believe in workers. Yeah. Believe me, I believe in workers. So... I, I'm going to do that because I do. I've been to many, many, uh, five, ten at least drag shows, and they're fun. The people are oh always God. jovial. The the the, uh, the energy. Can I call them queens? I don't yeah, know what to call them. Queens. The queens will come up to us at the bar, and I'll tip them, and uh, it's like fun. It, it's not. Nobody looks at you. It's it's upbeat. It's, it's not a gay energy. thing either. No, it's it's. Is high. it a gay thing? Do you think, Nick? What know. drag queens? Well. Mm. Mostly it is. Like, you're not going to find a straight man going to go get a, in a dress and lip sync at a yeah, club. but they do go, like you said, most of your audience is, is, is straight. No, watching it. Uh, so what I'm doing is going to be gay. No, what you're going to be doing <laughs> is watching if... No, when they, so when they pick me up, I'm... Why are you so worried? It's, well, no, you're not going to be gay. You're just going to be a female impersonator. Uh, oh, because a lot of female impersonators yeah. are not gay? Well, not necessarily because there are a lot of people. They just do like for Halloween. They'll dress up as mm. girls. You do see a lot of congressmen and people, and you know, you'll, they'll yeah. come out. Oh, and I don't. I, that's one thing I don't like about all our, our, our media. They judge somebody right away. You probably see me as a drag queen on when we do this, and people go, "Oh, look, he's getting." Up. Doesn't mean anything to no. me. No, you know, I. You know what it is though. I'm secure in who I am. Yes. So is Nick. So yeah. is the people around us. And even our friends. We're all secure in who we are. We don't give a shit. They, I often once asked my friend, very close friends, John and Laura, said, can I shock you? They go, Larry, you couldn't shock us with anything, you crazy son of a bitch. But it's because we all trust each other. We all are fun together. We all 
love people and we love to see people smile. Yes. We love to see people have a good time. And if it, whatever that is, I had two close friends of mine, old timers, go to New Orleans, which I've never been. And they went during Mardi Gras and they went into a, tra- a, a, a drag show that the one guy, my Uncle Louie, a mobster, he went in there and he didn't know it was even a drag show. He was an older guy. And he <laughs> thought they were beautiful. He kept saying, man, look how beautiful this one is. <laughs> and at the end, they all took off their uh, uh, bottoms and out comes penises. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, what? I mean, and they were gorgeous. You ever see something? That's yeah. awesome. I'm telling you, there's some. Oh, yeah. I have a friend, young, that I think she looks like a woman. Nick, do you think she looks like a woman? I don't know. I think so. A friend of ours. And I, you couldn't tell unless you, you know, uh, I, me. Maybe it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know, I'm different. I can't tell. I can tell. If a guy had a beard, that's a guy. I mean, I don't know women with beards, so that's a guy. Yeah, but when women dress up, they're called uh, drag kings. When women dress up as, as a men? Man. And they put beards on. Do they do that? Yeah, drag kings. Do you kings. ever have that at your place? Yeah, the, uh, there are a few times the host, ha- uh, bingo host has been a um, uh, 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 drag king. So do you have that show ever at your place? Sometimes. Well, we also have talent contests on um, Thursdays. So like it's $100 cash prize. And you'll find people that are drag kings, drag queens. You'll have street dancers, live That's musicians, fun show to stand-up to. comedy shows. Yeah. So you have, do you have like an open mic thing? Do yeah. you know what I thought about in this area? And just to tell you, I know I'm off topic here. Yeah. I love comedy clubs. Big comedy club. I mean, comedy club. I have a friend who's a national comedian. I can get here anytime I want. So a very close friend of mine. Uh, And I told him about, you know, where's there a venue around here? Because he sells tickets all over. And how they work, comedians work, is uh, by... uh, They get a piece of the door or whatever, you know, the ticket sales or something. And he said, oh, we'll do something for you, anything. You know, he's been on my show a few times. He's a great friend. His name is Mike Marino. If you look him up, he's a national comedian. And he travels all over the country, you know. And I, there's no venue here. They had one at Makoto's. Oh, yeah. But they need a venue here, whether it's your venue or something, where they have either one an open mic night once a month or twice a month. For comedians. And we used to have that with the dinner show as well. Like, you know, I used to do uh, stand-up comedy nights. I used to, when, when we did those piano nights, I also did stand-up comedy nights. And did they not go over? Is that what it, it was? It did go over well or whatnot. But then what happened is that after COVID, like, you, it, so many things changed. So we just had to go ahead and refocus on what is bringing people in right now. Because I, 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 we'll talk about it off air. I really think an open mic or an open night for comedy. Yeah. Because there's nothing around here. And, and if we, people yeah. come to hotels and they'll look, comedy club in the area. If they yeah. had yours at Thursday night's comedy yeah. club, come into Twisted Rooster and had a real com- yes. couple of state comedy people, it would be great. Yeah. I really believe that. I think, I mean, I want to try it again. Well, we're going to talk about that. Anyway, yeah. okay. anything, uh, Nick, is there anything else you want to know about? The way, oh, you, you told me where you are in one to three. 
uh, right now? You want to keep building on your club, and where do you see it? That's at five years. Where do you see to it? Are you going to be franchised? Well, that's my goal. In five so, years, yeah, we're at twenty now. Huh? We're at twenty now. No, no. I want to ask. In five years, you started already. Twisted Roots uh, uh, franchising it. Yes. All right. My goal is to start um, in three years. Okay. So that three years, by five years, maybe there's one or two more, Correct. whatever, you don't know. And at 20 years, you're now 71 years old. Correct. Two years old. Yes. 71, 72. Mm -hmm. Where are you? Are you retiring? Are you, are you are the, do you see yourself like that? I don't like think that? I'll ever retire. Like, Seems I would like retire me. from my job, but I would never retire. But, you know, okay, so I love cruise ships i love cruising so i would buy uh timeshares for residencies to be at the seas oh, and be gone I, for three months those. around the world yeah there is one like uh i was looking into it it's called residencies um at the sea or, or off the oh, sea oh they buy them for like five hundred thousand get, get million one bedroom two bedroom and then it's like a boutique cruise line, only 400 rooms, but like you have everything included and you go away for three months, you'll go from Sydney to Australia. Like, you know, oh, I, I, did, I, I do know those and that is something I thought about once. Yeah, so Getting I'll just something go like out. that and there are people, they, they get the paper, they do what they want, yeah. they go to restaurants or clubs on a ship and it's regular ship, but they have like so it's many suites. Yeah. They have a residence. I read an article that the, these, these two old couples They've been living at sea for like five years now, and yeah. it's been cheaper than like retirement oh, yeah. homes. Oh, it, it's people don't yeah. understand that. You know, you you don't realize you're not now. You don't have to buy a car. You don't have to buy this. You don't have to buy this. But that's what I would do. They're fun. Well, I don't know God. how much you know. You get sick of it. Maybe not. Uh, it depends. I think everything has its cycle. Because I think so at that speak. hour, it will be good to be disconnected from land. Oh, I, I trust me. I, I'm I'm a sea guy. I'm a Did you know I'm a retired Coast Guard? Oh my God, no! See, yes. you're like an onion. You just keep on peeling yourself slowly. Smelly. Oh, and see what he just says. Spicy, I would say. See, he's a better guest than you. I'm a presenter. He's a 26. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, everybody, I mean, is there anything you'd like to say to my audience? Well, I, I would just, first of all, once again, Happy New Year. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to uh, the wild story and this journey that we have been on. Um, I really, really appreciate you, Larry. Thank you. Um, and um, I'm so glad that we met. Um, and I feel like this is just the beginning. You know, I and, said that the other day to you. Uh, just you're you're a great guy, and and I loved your energy. I love all that kind of stuff. I'm a fun guy too. I like to do things, and to see what you've accomplished is, is something I love because I'm a worker, and I love, you know, it, it, it's it's that inside that we yes. that we can't stop. Correct. And I want people to know where can they get your book? They can get it on Amazon. Um, Amazon. Amazon. Um, there, uh, there's hard copy and paper uh, covers as well. You can also get it on Barnes and Noble online. Oh so wow! Good. Those two platforms right now are the most happening, and, and we are also coming out uh, very soon with uh, ebook on Kindle, and then there's also going to be an audiobook, and the audiobook I'm recording it myself. 
I actually am going to be doing my new book and maybe going back doing Gangster Redemption. It's a project, obviously, and it's but a time. It's well worth book. it. That he keeps wanting me to do it. Uh, Peter keeps wanting me to do it's it. It's a good yeah. investment, that's for sure. You know, people want my book. It's a bestseller too, yeah. and it, it's I love you it. know, and it's been out for for a while. So I might do that. Obviously, I have my cigar that's going crazy. We just started that, so things that we you know we're all over the place yeah. right now, and uh, I love meeting guys like you who are entrepreneurs, who are visionaries, who are people who are want to keep going. And I believe you're. Your, your, uh, how do I say this? Your idea, maybe, or your your uh, concept of franchising the Twister Roots is a genius idea, because I think more people want to go to a places like, especially off a cruise, or even not even it's a cruise in an area that doesn't have a open, friendly. You're, you're making the model work, and you're showing how it can work and make money, and obviously bring certain entertainment in and everything else. And before you know it, you're transforming cities and helping people. Yeah. I always say when you have something nobody has and you can help people, that's the biggest plus in the yes. world. And you are because you're showing, listen, go live your life. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything about gay. doesn't have anything to do with uh, yeah. uh, sexuality. It has everything to do with going out and having a good time. I've been to his club here, Twisted Roots. It is in Melbourne, Florida, West Melbourne. But Melbourne, Florida, if you Googled it, it's called the Twisted Rooster. And the prices are reasonable. The people are very friendly. Uh, we went there, had a few shots. Uh, I'm not a big shot guy, but... I did pretty. I did pretty good. You did. You did. You were a good supporter. But, um, but yeah. So, I really, really appreciate this time. And and I also want to just let you know. I'm like Nick. You're amazing. You know. Well, um, um, you. When I met you, uh, when he introduced me uh, to you at my club, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just amazing. So to see our newer generation, um. Having blossoming fun. in fun. Yes. this beautiful yeah. manner. It's this is this is great. This is where the future is. So amazing. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna say that on it. I don't say it enough. I do say it, and everybody knows we're very close. He's my right hand man. He yep. does a lot with the producing and the stuff. Uh, does he drive me crazy? Yeah, sometimes. But he's he's great. He really is. And he has... I think he would be saying the same thing if you were driving him crazy. Uh, I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I am the boss. Yes. <laughs> no, he's... It's the mouse. I'm the mouse. the mouse. I am the Mickey of this room. He's very good. And yeah. it's, Are you it's, calling me a Jonas brother? No, you're not the Jonas <laughs> brothers yet. But I want to really... Of course, Nick knows how much I appreciate him. Yes. You, obviously, I think... Thank you for coming on. I love it. I, I, I want people to go check his book out. Go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You Google it, it'll come up. Obviously, that's how I did it. His movie's coming out. We'll, we'll let them know. We'll let people know as well. There will be links in this video to your book. In this video, you can check it out, guys. Look in the description. We're going to have his uh, book where you can get the book and, you know, his his show. Uh, again, thank you very much, man. Thank You've been you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Really you know good. what? Um, I just like to leave one tagline that I hope everyone can start using, and that is, I love us. You know, he said that the other day. Uh, we were at his bar. And we're having a drink, and then I'm smoking a cigar. And he goes, I love us. And I just love that saying. Yep. Because it's so inclusive. Yep. It's showing that you are happy. You Not just I love you. I love us. I love the fact that we're all yeah. here having fun. 
doing things. And it's not a, a you know, oh, it's a, you have to say, no, I love us. You can say it anywhere. Yeah. I love us. I love the audience. Yes, I love, I you just know, what love we us. do. And I think that's a great say, and I hope it catches on. And uh, I'm sure Nick is thinking right now how to do things. All right, everybody, please stay safe. Make good choices. And check his book out. It's the greatest find yet. Nothing to Have a great day. See you next show. Thank you and Happy New Year. This is the real deal with Larry Lawton.